Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. I am your host, Hannah Golding, founder of Sparkles and Rhinestones. Right now, it's freezing, <laughs> wearing a, a beanie hat indoors and just curled up in my bed, which is it's usually where I make most of my podcast episodes because I'm usually chatting, got a drink in my hand, chatting to you guys. Um, well, I'm chatting to my phone, but I know you guys listen. Um, <laughs> I'd say this would be the last for 2022, but I feel like um, I'll be recording around Christmas time because I have a bit more time um, because I don't have family at Christmas. <laughs> so once Penelope does her other family, I'll be chill, relaxed, getting pageant stuff done. Um, so this episode today is going to be like, it's, it's kind of in two parts, but also not. So we're going to be talking about the pageant annual. So how it came about, what's in the annual the process and also what I have learnt through creating it. Um, there may be a couple of moons. <laughs> of course there will be, it's me. Um, as well as kind of a, like a reflection of 2022 because I feel it's really important to take these moments to reflect um, the good and the bad because we always say the good outweigh the bad, but sometimes those bad parts are life lessons, which, you know, you don't really want, but you got them. Um, I know for me, it's been a very good year for me in pageantry, of course, um, with what I have. This year, I won, um, I think I won Community Inspiration. Um, <laughs> like, I think, um, I know I won Most Inspirational the first year, uh, in 2020 for natural beauty it seems so long ago now because the nominations out again uh sparkles has been nominated for pageant coach for, and business for the second time um which i'm so incredibly thankful for thank you for everyone who has voted my own daughter has been nominated for three awards which is crazy seeing her name and i guarantee she will win more than me <laughs> she always does um but most of for pageant mum as well i'm not up for any awards directly to me as a pageant queen uh but for the work I do in pageants I'm super excited I know there are still some nominations left but not too much so when those votes are out but for those who have been nominated for those who have been shortlisted and for those who eventually win I feel like the awards are so incredible and you know there's more than one pageant award you still got the peers you can send nominations to as well and you want them as detailed as possible I do know at Christmas time I will be sitting down and writing them I said this last time in a podcast I was like I'm gonna do it this time life has been busy <laughs> but um these awards are such a great way to show others in pageantry especially for those who feel like and I know it's a common feeling that just because you don't have a crown you don't like see feel seen sometimes and and these awards can show that not every person who's nominated has a title um you know and with some of the awards there I I wasn't a title holder um I got said the other day at an event it was like you know I could I can't imagine you without a crown I was like well past two years I've not really had a crown um of course 2022 brought me my UK's National Miss crown uh the second attempt um I also flew to Texas as well and finally received my lifetime queen crown, um, which I've been waiting for for two years. And, you know, two years ago, I was so made up um, about having 
that crown I was so thankful I worked so so hard for it um and it stares at me every day now <laughs> from my yummy cabinet um because I say that because I've got you know four well technically five crowns uh staring back at me um you know I learned a lot about myself in Texas and I learned about um you know what I give as a person what I give as a queen um and kind of my expectations of in pageantry as well um and it's hard sometimes when you go back to a place where, you know, you had all these amazing memories and things just don't, just don't work out. Um, you know, I'm so happy and thankful that I got to see all of my amazing clients take crowns. Of course, not so happy for some of the girls because they didn't take their crowns and, you know, that's that's the thing with pageantry and it's one of the things I actually put in the advice part for the annual you know there are more losers than winners in pageantry 100% there's more there's more losers because only one person can win out of a division it's hard and I'm so thankful that I got to be in that place and you know everything happens for a reason um you know, if you might not win one year, you could win the next, or you might be, you know, calling in a different system. I always use Dion as an example for this. She competed in Galaxy four times, and then, you know, she placed, but didn't win, and then she entered Atlantic first time and won, you know, because she was in that right headspace. I think sometimes we want a dream so much that we're not looking at the full picture, you know, and all of the systems I've mentioned are amazing systems, just sometimes it's not the right time for us, or the right place, um, but, you know, for her as well, she got to go to Galaxy Internationals, because her daughter plays first runner-up, um, and she's going again, (laughs) so it's like, she's still going, but not as a title holder, but she is one of, I hope you can kind of get the gist of what I'm going there, so, when I created the annual, because uh, it's finally done, you can order it. There are three different um, price ranges. And it did make me laugh. This is going to be <laughs> when you guys were voting for 10 to 15 pound for a hardback book. And I was like, girls, printing is expensive. It's going to, it's costing me, if I wanted to do a hardback, a good 26 before I then add, you know, the different elements that make it, you know, so it'd be like 26, 27, I've not paid myself for creating it, um, you know, <laughs> I'm making a lot of these at a loss, um, you know, and whether only 10 people buy it, that's fine, it's still 10 people who get to enjoy it, um, whenever I create things like this, I'm not going on a, like, a figure of, I need this amount of people to, because if I did that, I could literally just upload it to Amazon, and the reason I don't, because I like to know who actually has my items, and it sounds really weird, doesn't it, um, you know, but I'd like to think that people would pay that money for a full colour printed, (laughs) but I have different things, like the handbook, um, handbook the annual this is just in book mood the annual itself is 23 for paperback 26 for the wireback hardback so that's what we use to actually print um our manuals if you have an old school manual um and then 
we also have the hardback which is 30. so these are all full color as well there are a lot of photos in this so when i had the idea and i wish i had the idea earlier so i could have started earlier and added more stuff um this is like a good trial year next year i will include more and i'll, I'll talk about that um so this is why I always say, and it's ironic that this advice is also in the annual, <laughs> to start early. I think I had the idea around August time, and I put the feelers out there, because I was like, you know, what do you think of this? Uh, I knew I couldn't start it until October, because I needed to get all my first year uni out of the way. Because um, if you didn't know, I think I moaned about it a lot. <laughs> I had six assignments in six weeks in the summer holidays where I had no childcare. So things were a little hectic. <laughs> I mean, I was a couple of marks from distinction, as my um, tutor told me. And I was like, I wish you didn't tell me that. Because, uh, I mean, it doesn't... They always say first year doesn't matter. But, like, still... <laughs> I am... Um, I, I was one of those, like, gifted and talented kids at school who thrived off of, uh, you know, academic knowledge and getting those grades, which, of course, then turned to my downfall. Of course it does. Um, <laughs> we, we all know that. I won't joke too much about that. But um, I had dedicated time off, and we all know that it doesn't happen, and I felt ill with COVID, and then Penelope felt ill. So I would have loved to have had it out earlier, but here we are, it's done, <laughs> um, I wanted it earlier, because how this postal, like, strikes are affecting everything, is not good, I mean, I'm 100% for the strikes, um, regardless of, obviously, it's not <laughs> great for business, um, and getting your gifts and things, but, um, you know, it's, it's needed, but enough about that, uh, so, I will talk to you about it. So um, I was very thankful that we raised £140 for Switchboard through the front cover um, competition. There are some gorgeous photos sent. And of course, I sent them off to a photographer so they can give their professional opinion on it. Um, and our winner was the lovely Chenille with the yummy crown. The one that I don't have. I don't have that crown. Um, <laughs> the new design. And I do have that title because I was a Ms. a couple of years before her. Um, a couple of years. Oh, my God, no, three years. <laughs> it's been like two queens since then. Um, but I digress. So I wanted to have like... Now, this is me being completely honest. I never got those annuals when I was a kid because I was a poor. I do remember seeing them and I remember like reading them in the shops so I'm not really sure of how the structure should be so we're going into that blind um I'd say I'd buy some for like market research but <laughs> the annuals are stuff you get as a kid don't they um but I knew there would be like little articles in there there'd be fun things so what is in the pageant annual is there are 40 pageants 40 pageants that are featured and this features uh, national pageants here in um, the UK. I put GB because I just put North. Um, I put GB and I put Northern Ireland in there. That was silly of me. Uh, <laughs> I just realised that. I tried to make sure um, to go through UK. Um, and that's why I put GB because I have no idea with the Irish pageants. And I said that and I said if anyone wants to let me know. But I did put Northern Ireland in there because, you know the four uh crowns for that will go to miss world 
But, you know, there are our national pageants, so I reeled a few off. We have um, Yummy, IGM, we have Miss Atlantic, uh, Diamond, UK's National Miss, Pageant Girl, uh, Eco Pageants, Miss Voluptuous, um, Natural Beauty, both the international and um, the UK heats that were held. And with this as well... Um, so there are more mentioned, I've just <laughs> reeled a few off. Also, um, international athletes from the girls, so, you know, Royal Miss Internationals um, in placements, IGM International placements, uh, Yummy, Waimai placements, um, Miss Grand, Sophia going out there, the Eco Girls going out. Um, I wanted to feature their international efforts as well. So basically, we have the names of everyone who was crowned, um, there are other pageants as well featured, um, but this is where I stumbled a little bit because there are a lot of pageants who don't have a, a website or don't have an updated website, and some websites are really hard to navigate to find the past winners, um, so pageant directors who do have up-to-date websites, I thank you so much because it was so easy <laughs> to then get the information if I hadn't been there already, um, you know, for like right spellings and things like that. Um, as well as this, there are pageant pages, as in like Facebook pages, that don't have their winners on. Or I message directors, I got read, <laughs> left on read a few times. Um, so I was like, okay, I just assumed that you don't be part of it that's absolutely fine um because as a director it's a great advertisement to have this in there as like a list of pageants basically and people can see that I'm like oh my gosh I really like that um let's go <laughs> you know when you actually get to see because sometimes you see all these pageants on Facebook other times you don't get to see them so you have like a whole list here um so, yeah, we have the lots of different pageants, international efforts. Um, that's the main feature of it. So if you're if you've won in 2022, go get one. <laughs> it's a nice it's nice to have because it's a nice even though you have the crown and the sash and you have the photos and the memories. It's like a physical thing of like, you know, you made it, you were in the list of winners. Um and of course, there are a lot more I'd like to do. So next year, I've already have talked about this. I'd like to expand. Of course, there will be more pageants featured because, you know, pageants like um, Galaxy and Miss International didn't happen this year. Um, they're happening next year. So there will be additional pageants as well as Miss Intercontinental was next year, Miss Supernational, UK. Like, there's so many pageants that haven't happened this year that will then happen next year um there is a mention of miss international of course because the finals are ongoing and i wanted to get to print so um evangeline will be the first queen featured uh in the 2023 i i do hope i will start um i think it'd be nice to have this every year um you know so you can fundraise for the headshots for the front cover um and do that every year so it's a nice little charity fundraiser and fingers crossed to raise more um as well as yeah just a nice pageant in review as well as that there are some informational pieces in there some advice we have um 
I've done some interview index cards in there. So like mock interviews, so index cards, that was the original thing. <laughs> uh, like mock interviews, so you can practice. There's a pageant quiz of what pageant girl are you? Uh, <laughs> uh, and some other fun things. There are things I wanted to add. I just didn't have time. So once again, um, and I've bypassed what I was going to say, but we'll, we'll go back to that in a minute. And then I added a... Um, a 2023 social awareness calendar now this calendar can actually be used you can actually write things in there as well events so it's at the back of the book um so you can use that book as a diary should you wish now i will release this um later on as a digital download um i was gonna do it for free i'm not sure if i might just do a donation to charity or not um it's nice to have it in print. Basically, I've gone through the 2023 year, research what dates is, because if you have the handbook, you know there is a list at the back. Now, sometimes these dates you have, you should always research, don't always take my word for it, because they change every year, and some have changed completely. <laughs> like, the international days, like the international day of, are always usually the same, or world something day are always usually the same day um but the week sometimes can change it really depends how it falls um you know the, usually like um the autism awareness slash acceptance week is usually the last week of march going into april but i think it's like the second week of april now um off the top of my head i'm not sure but yeah so this features the back so it's got all campaigns and awareness days um, that would suit different people's platforms. Now, with these awareness days, it's great to do some research about it. It's good to actually include it in your overall pageantryness. If you have an appearance book, it's great to feature on your appearance book because this is your time to be selective. You don't have to select them all. And I'm glad that we've kind of stepped away from that. Um, I know that COVID and lockdown brought a lot of this out. I myself was guilty. I used to, as a social media manager, make the Emmy girls do all the ones that I felt suited the page and suited their platforms and get them involved. I'm pretty sure half of them hated me <laughs> for it. But it, it kept, you know, it kept a social media presence. And it also informed a lot. I learned a lot from these campaigns and these awareness days. And I joined in the ones that I want to join in because I want to raise more awareness for them. Usually I donate if I can, um, you know, like for example, I don't know if Christmas jumper day is tomorrow or Friday because P-School say it's tomorrow, but I thought it was always on a Friday. Um, <laughs> so it's changed again. Um, but you know, I'll donate to save the children rather than just post a photo. Um, and so, yeah, so, <laughs> so it's 73 pages. I posted 72, but it's 73 because on the on the thing it's 75 pages but obviously front and back cover so 73 pages um i'm so happy with it i'm so proud that I, i've done it and i hope that when people receive it they feel the same way um you know and I, it's not like a history book on pageants or anything like that it's more like it's, it will be in 10 years time you can look back and go look I was I was featured here. I like it to be continuous thing because I'm not going to be competing forever. I have said that 
Yuki's National Miss was my last pageant, and I stick by that for now. <laughs> we all know that we can change our minds. Uh, <laughs> that's my prerogative as a woman, um, as a human being, even. Uh, but, like, there's nothing in my future, like, right now. Um, I will hand over, and I want to be really active for Sparkles and Rhinestones. We have been getting that way, which I'll talk about in the reflection part. Um, but for next year, there will definitely be, like, a charity pageant feature for, like, the recurring charity pageants. Um, so for the ones that have been running for more than two years. Um, so, for example, there's the Warrior pageant, Miss Sparkling Beauty. Um, we have... Obviously, Harrods pageant, so Crown UK, because it'll be in its second year next year. Um, it's basically so, when people read these, they can see that there are charity pageants that are every year. Um, Miss Endeavour as well, that's just coming to my head. There are pageants that are there, because I don't want to put pageants that are only being held that year. Um, there is one <laughs> by my lovely clients, Ever and Erin. Oh, the clients and sister queens. I cannot pronounce it. Um, F. I, it's, it's, I cannot pronounce it. I'm so bad with pronunciation. Um, so, so bad. But going back to it, as you listen, like, oh, this is, you know, what I have learned is preparation is key. Always is. So right now, if you're listening, you haven't done your appearance book, prepare it. Uh, especially the next pageant is Yemi. That's like less than two months away. So Yemi girls, one, bookie girl in. Um, <laughs> start your parents' book. Start it now. Um, but also it's a great way of reflecting back, which is what we're going to be doing. Um, reflecting the good and the part bad parts because I'm always a hundred percent transparent with you guys. Um, I think that's how it should be. It should be. It should be. You respect more people in pageantry, and this is one thing as well, which is gonna be in its post at some point. You know. You don't have to like everyone in pageants, but you can still respect them. This is really important because I think sometimes we feel like we have to be really liked um, when you don't need to. There are people that I dislike, but I still respect like what they do. Um, you know, it's just <laughs> there are pageants that may rub me up the wrong way. And there are people that don't like me. <laughs> but I'd like to think that they respect what I do in pageantry. Um... You know, Sparkles is a very non-biased, you know, we do feature a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so next year, a uh, charity pageant review, a lot more fun things added in as well as more pageants. Um, and I would hope that more directors would not go see <laughs> send me the details. Um, and it's trying to feature all pageants in UK. As I said on um, a previous podcast about... Uh, cultural pageants and including them in the mainstream narrative um because there are a few cultural pageants that feature in the annual and as they should um they're exactly the same part the same of why there's a curve pageant in there because it's exactly the same you know if we consider curve pageants as a on the same level as mainstream we should consider cultural pageants on the same like they're all the same they're all pageants you're all winners you know we always keep saying that but it's like it's put your money where your mouth is with a lot of it um so yes when i was looking at the printing costs as well i nearly died um, <laughs> but it is there it's available so who needs a pageant annual you all need one <laughs> 
But I think if you have one uh, recently, it's, it's great to have. It's a nice souvenir, something to look back on. If you're just interested in pageants in general, it's really good to... Um, yeah, it's really good to love. And yeah, I just I just love it. So it's a nice additional a nice additional uh book to have. It's something to read, like you buy a magazine. I know it's more expensive than a magazine. <laughs> if I could print it on magazine paper, that'd be great. Um but I've not found that option yet. But it's nice to reflect. Um, and that's what we're going to do now because it has been a great year and not so great year. Um, for me, of course, winning was a great, um, winning awards was great. Not winning awards. <laughs> um, my aim next year is to win a coaching award. That would be great. However, and I say this, um, I say this like with mixed feelings because, we all know it'd be great to win an award. It's great to say that. But also, you don't need that award to know that you're making a difference. Um, just to be considered is great because it shows that we are in people's thoughts. Um, I know that a lot of American coaches, you know, will put in their bio, like, um, worked with this, like, won, won this amount of titles, as in, like, their, their clients. Or, you know, have coached this, this, and this. I just always put that, you know, like, I've coached at national and international level like you know we have had international winners national winners lots and lots and lots of best in interview um but I just feel like it's not needed as much um I feel like as long as you guys are thinking about us and I know that I have helped with the people who have coached I've helped not just like in their pageant journey but there's kind of a new approach to interview and it's helped them in everyday life, I know that um, when I was coaching Chelsea for Yemi last year, um, you know, she took the interview skills that we had and took it towards her dream job of being a firefighter. And there she is now. Incredible and so proud of her. Um, and there are so many other queens who have taken those skills because pageantry skills are interceptable with everyday life. <laughs> like, you know hundred percent but looking through we've had a lot of success with our coaching clients um in personal pageantry um you know we've released the annual we have had more podcast episodes um you know we have pageant con if i reflect it to the year before and the years afterwards this of course is the slowest building pageant con i think it gets like that year after year um i of course would love more people but i think you know we are all feeling the pinch um we're going through unprecedented times right now with you know energy crisis cold months cost of living like still recovering from the pandemic you know that's just here in the UK I know in America there's so much more wrong I really feel for you girls um well girls guys and non-binaries all different queens listen to this podcast um but yeah um it's you know you can never know what's going to happen 
And so reflecting on um, how pa- the pageant industry is expanding, there of course have been a lot of negatives, not me personally. I know I've had a lot of attacks from non, well, <laughs> there have been pageant people, but non-pageant people about plus sizeness in pageantry when I first released the P in pageantry and I got a lot of hate from the plus size community because they felt that I wasn't representing them as in they're saying that you know I didn't think her pageants were good enough when that's completely the opposite of what I was saying <laughs> completely especially as I've judged um the curve pageants that were in the UK um <laughs> I was like no and I say this with every pageant it's having that choice having the choice to compete I am a plus size woman but I'm not putting myself in that box of being a plus size pageant queen as in like that's the crown I'm wearing I am a plus size pageant queen it's literally the name of my pageant insta um well plus size pageant girl but it's having that freedom of choice to go, okay, there is a pageant that is not just about my weight, it's about everything. Because that's what it comes down to, isn't it? It's the same with cultural pageants, it's the same with um, specific pageants, you know? We've discussed this in another episode, so we don't need to touch on it too much. Um, but, you know, that really dis- <laughs> inspired me for a lot. Um and when people say things like this and create campaigns that are just full of shade, um, it can hurt. It can hurt when you know that people are talking about it because someone has told them to, because of the comments that you've made that are expressing your own personal opinion. And when I say this, personal opinions are personal, yes. When they become offensive, it's not just an opinion then, is it? It's, you know, it's a hurtful statement. Um, <clears throat> and anyone can get offended by anything. You know, it's not up to me to say, oh, well, you shouldn't be offended. Um, it's more, I'm sorry that you were offended by my opinion um, about my personal experience. So not about anything else, about my personal experience and what I want to do with my own life. I'm sorry that makes you feel offended in any way. However, I'm still going to keep doing this because this is my life. Um, you know, so if someone's getting offended because I'm a plus-size girl competing in mainstream pageant, like, why should there be offence? Um, but <laughs> we digress from that. Um, there's also, of course, we would have the director's chat soon. Of course, the football has rearranged that. But there has been a lot of negative emphasis on, like, directors of pageants um, and, like, the judging panels and diversity and inclusion of pageants and this is always going to be a big discussion um I just think that for some a lot of people jump on the bandwagon of drama like I'm not gonna lie and say I haven't done that before because I have come on um you know I grew up with all girls bar my brother but you know, we're just putting into the mess of that um used to work in predominantly female environments before I then changed to predominantly male environments and let me tell you there's more gossip in the male environments than the female you would be surprised but they are and I think that a lot of people see something and they want to comment and they want to put their two piece in and you know sometimes it's not relevant sometimes you know you're discussing things that don't need to be discussed but pageantry should be transparent 
and we should have all have the ability to say what we want without fear of repercussions but when I say say what we want that it's not like a a blatant lie (laughs) that it's not racist or homophobic or ableist or sexist or anything like that um you know it needs to be there needs to be a fine balance and I'm really excited for the live when it does happen because I have a list (laughs) of what we want to talk about um but it's the same as we have it with um coaches as well so I've had this a few times uh, about the products that we produce so um I've had it in 2020 and it's still continued with some and then there's another so I'm going to be completely honest and say this right now all my products that I do either are inspired by American pageantry products, which I've seen, not seen the insides. I've seen the inside of a couple of books because I have them on my on my desk. Sorry, I was coughing then I had to pause that. Um but like some things like my workbooks, I don't have a copy of anyone else's. Sometimes you see them on Etsy and I'm like, oh that looks cool. And I think about the stuff that I want to put in there and the stuff that I plan. When I created my book in 2020 it was all what I would do and I actively made my own workbook the same as how I made my own flashcards because I needed them for my pageant prep and when I need them I was like well other people could use this it's the same way the handbook was made because you know it was it was needed there was a gap in the market and I will 100% say now that yes I was the first person as far as I'm aware no one has fact-checked me on this, to create a UK-based pageantry handbook. And if you want to get really specific with the dates, the first one was in 2018, which was the 30-page charity. Um, The second was a 90-page workbook slash handbook called the Pageant Manual. Originally the Pageant Bible, but there was a confliction with the name because that was also an online pageant magazine as well. We rectified that. We held up to our mistakes. I can admit when I'm wrong. Even though I'm a Taurus, I can admit when I'm wrong. Um, <clears throat> but also to not offend others. Um, and then the handbook was made and sent off to print um, 31st of October, actually, because that was also the time we went back into a second lockdown. Um, you know, the handbook is not a workbook. It's an informational tool. There's 372 pages there full of pageant knowledge. Um, and it really grinds my gears when people say that, you know, theirs is the only, like, best product. They're the ultimate pageant product. They are the best. Um, now, we use Ultimate a lot in our wording. The Ultimate Pageant Handbook, the Ultimate Pageant Workbook. Um, that's about it. <laughs> we use it in two. Um, you know, we have used that for a couple of years now. Um, I'm not trademarking the word Ultimate, because it's expensive to trademark things. Um, and I would get it denied, because that can be used for so many things. But you know that when you hear the Ultimate, like, that is Sparkles and Redstones. Um there is no beef with any pageant coach, uh, any pageant trainer, any pageant person who decides to um, release products relating to pageantry that can be used for pageant prep. I know for Sparkles, we are known for our pageant prep tools, a lot free, a lot you can pay for. Um, 
it is what it is if other people want to release it. I'm not gatekeeping because I would tell you. I say with the flashcards, you can buy them or you can make them yourself. I'm not gatekeeping it. I'm just saying sometimes it's easier to have someone laminate and create the questions for you rather than you have to go try and find them out. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. There is, like, you can't have, like, there's going to be competition with everything. <laughs> like, more pageant coaches? Okay, cool. Like, it just means that people have more choice. The same with books, people have more choice. Workbooks, people have more choice. Choice is the narrative here. Um, so my reflection of this is um, I've had to deal with a couple of those dramas in um, my pageantry career as such. You know, it's like when we do courses and there are other coaches that do courses as well. Absolutely fine. That's allowed. It's allowed, guys. Honestly, we all have different things we bring to it. Sometimes it might be the same information. It's just explained differently from different aspects. Um, I can't tell you what anyone puts in their sessions, in their workbooks, because I don't have copies and I don't need copies, you know? Don't need it. Like, can you imagine me trying to copy something? It's pointless. I don't have the brain for that because I like to be in my zone <laughs> typing. I'm usually interrupted by Penelope a million times. Um, but yeah, that's like the, the, I think that's been the downside of um, when I'm reflecting. And it's important to know how you can bounce back and how you can take these lessons. Now, it's taken me a long time for this because, you know, when the pandemic hit, I did have a crisis of confidence and there were a lot of other factors um, happening with other pageant people. And you know, it really got me down. It really got me questioning my ethics and like my morals and what I stand for within pageantry. And I kind of, well, I kind of got over it. Um, I still worry. I have BBT, so I am over anxious. I question so much, um, like especially social interactions. Um, <laughs> like, is that person really angry with me, or am I just making that up in my head? Um, and that's why I have my support system to check me if I am going off the rails or if I am valid in my opinion. Um, you need those people. But anyways, apart from that, so <laughs> so I have learned that, with as I said, pageantry, you have a choice. You have a choice of different systems. You have a choice of different coaches, different preparation, different outfits, everything like that. What campaigns you want to support, what interviews that you want to be on. Um, you know, I have learned that, although it's frustrating, and it's the reason why I've gone to live interviews a lot sooner because I had intended to start live interviews after I'd handed over my UK's National Miss Crown. Um, but because <laughs> I will then, my plan is I will then stop the platform talks, uh, my pageant page, um, because it will then be all be encompassed in Sparkles and Rhinestones. Because um, I'm not saying that's like my platform's going to stop because it shouldn't. <laughs> It just means it's all going to be encompassed as sparkles and rhinestones. Um, but I started earlier because just so many people were not turning up to interviews. Um, not cancelling or just not turning up and, and leaving me on red. So I was like, going to make it live. If they don't turn up, it's their accountability at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, I've made myself available. Um, 
it's just time. I've learned for this year that time is, is very viable and very important. And like I was going through my phone the other day and I actually went for my laptop and deleted so many pictures that I used to have um have saved throughout the years as a social media manager. And it's appreciative of me going like I actually did like put so much time and effort into other people's projects. Um and now it's my turn to put all of that energy into my projects, you know, into my work, into grow sparkles and try to be more active on social media. That's my resolution <laughs> is to be more consistent with updating for sparkles. My pageant page, it's usually very good. Um on Insta. Facebook is dead. <laughs> Facebook is dying. Um but yeah, so I'm uh I'm very mindful that time is very important, that you need to be your own cheerleader. And there will always be some sort of conflict within pageant world. It's going to happen. Um, but it's how how you see yourself in and backing yourself. Um, but also acknowledging when you might not be the right person. Um, <laughs> but if you have listened to the end, you kind of would have got a, a gist of why we did the annual. And I would love to do it every year. And I hope that I do sell at least 10. I've sold one already, okay? I've sold one already. We're off to a good start. Just nine more to go. <laughs> um, but as I said, I don't create these things. It's like the workbook. I didn't create it for, like, millions of people to download it and buy it. You know, a fair few people have them. I think a good, probably sold about 50 uh, because they were in the add the extra sparkle boxes as well. <laughs> um, about fifty, I created my own. I think that's good enough. You know, I know the handbook has probably sold about two hundred odd now. Um, I really should keep track, <laughs> but for me, it's not the goal. Isn't like I need to get this amount. I need to do this. Um, sparkles is always a slow burner. Um, but next year we do have some things planned for March there will be a virtual course um there'll be a virtual something else as well we have patent con on January the 8th so if you haven't already grabbed tickets grab them and that's my job this weekend is creating <laughs> creating do I do it don't call me up on it if I haven't um creating the Facebook group for that um but overall pageantry can be a safe space for some of us for others it can be a harmful place and it's knowing when to stop um because some of us do have very thick skins but you don't have to subject yourself to a lot of it just because there might be a crown and I, I say the word might on the other side because you're never guaranteed it and I feel that you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself to achieve it, to fulfil it. Um, I always know that if I'm not enjoying pageantry, I will stop. And there have been two times in my pageant career, just after Galaxy, wasn't just after Galaxy, it's after Galaxy and Inspiration, because they were like a week apart. And that's actually when Sparks and Rhinestones was founded, the idea, when I was feeling really lost. Um, I had this whole little rant on these <laughs> It wasn't a rant, but it's like, you know, like, guys, like, my hip's really hurting, like, I'm feeling like I need to try a different pageant, different system, you know, I've been trying so hard, 
um, you know, and I trusted the process with that because not only did I actually find out that I had extra bone in my, in my, um, on my femur, <laughs> which was hurting my hip, obviously, you know, get an extra bone on there, we definitely would have a, a lateral tear, and I eventually got surgery for that last year, um, and also, that was, you know, having that struggle and then reflecting and thinking, you know, I've come so far on my pageant journey. I have so much pageant knowledge. I'm going to create a page that will share the pageant positivity, share information and tips. I used to write for different pageant magazines at that point anyway. So why not create my own? And that's where Sparkles and Rhinestones was born. Um, and then the last time I wanted to create pageants was, yeah, it was a lockdown. Um it was getting to a point, it was about a couple of months before my f- intentional handover for why my spokesmodel, um, before it was delayed to August, um, and then obviously I won Lifetime, and then entered UK's National Miss. I entered UK's National Miss before um, I was awarded my Lifetime Queen, because I knew that whether or not I was awarded it, I wanted to compete in another system, um, and that system like winning it allowed it because there's no contract <laughs> so I could have when I was in YMI uh spokesmodel I could have competed in another system should I want to but I always dedicate my time to titles um but I knew like I thought about quitting and then I when I was reflected and that's actually how the handbook started being written I had the manual of course out cried so much tears self-reflection and then it was like do you know what? I'm going to channel my energy into writing a new and improved handbook. I'm going to include everything because the manual touched on a lot of things, but it's basically, you know, like a brief, a little brief intro into pageants um, with the workbook sections. And I was like, right, okay, you know, word advice. And then that's how the handbook. So actually my moments of like <laughs> weakness and sadness and pageantry, have actually turned out two great things, Sparkles and Rhinestones in itself and the handbook. <laughs> um, I don't need any more drama to create even more products. <laughs> but, you know, the future of Sparkles and Rhinestones, once we celebrate our sixth birthday, is to, of course, if to, of course, be, you know, coaching more girls. That would be great. We have exclusively gone to virtual now uh, for interview. Like, we just do interview now. Uh, on our group days we do do walk coaching uh private walk coaching and then we have like the sessions uh afterwards because you know I have the whole day I have my girls who would like that so depending if I have enough one or not um I've got exciting campaigns coming up sparkles may or may not venture into the online pageant magazine life um we used to do that with our online blogs. We used to do a weekly blog and interview different people. Uh, so we may continue with that. But with that, it would be um, like every three months. Monthly magazines, I put my hat off to people who do it. It's very hard. Um, but that would be, yeah, online downloads. And then the annual at the end of the year with even more pageants, even more information, even more interview, like, yeah, it'll be good, it'll be very good, um, but if you made it this far, congratulations, thank you for coming on this, like, self-help 
journey if you would like to have the annual just drop me a message i'm so excited to finally receive it i literally altered it like five to midnight last night um making sure that all the details are in there so i will get mine if the post i know it's, it's meant to be delivered friday but there's a postal strike on friday so i hope saturday um and then we shall see but if you'd like to order yours and save on postage i'll be doing an order i think friday i'm going to put an order in because i have because i have to pay for the money myself <laughs> um <laughs> i will make a book order and uh, i will be at the pageant girl brunch next weekend that is the last pageant event of 2022 for me anyways i think for a lot of people um i say event because i'm also being interviewed like the week afterwards but thank you so much for listening if you would like to be interviewed yourself on sparkles because we have live interviews now in our sparkles instagram we have our link tree um where we have all the links we have our just giving so if you want to get pageant con tickets or the in-person event in march for our sixth birthday you can go there we have the PayPal link if you want to get the annual or handbook or flashcards, any of those free, um, you can put them there. And there is the booking links for both Sparkles and also for my own pageant um, live Instagram lives, the platform talks. <laughs> we all have them there. They both count as media appearances. So if you haven't already, book it in now. Um, the thank you so much for everyone who does listen when we had a little like wrapped spotify wrapped it was really nice to see that our podcast is in the number one um list for you guys for some of you um and how many countries and of course i know that's just for spotify because i know that on my um when i do my analytics and i don't really look at it too much because i don't once again i don't do it for like how many people are listening it's more for helping there's like so many different countries um on there so it's really good that we're reaching the different corners um but for those who are listening we do have we are dipping into interviewing other contestants from different countries now because we're all on insta with our first american guest um which i'm super excited about uh so tune in for that that's at 7 p.m or if you're listening in america it's 2 p.m eastern standard time um i know that if you're in texas <laughs> you're six hours behind uh so it would be at one o'clock rather than yeah one o'clock rather than two time zones are very funny um <laughs> but we do have um some list of ideas that i will go into um when i've had some chance to de-stress and defrost i'm still so cold um but thank you all for listening you don't know how much it means to me you really don't this is my life's purpose apart from being a mum of course <laughs> a mum and just being a pageant know-it-all um but a good one i promise um but yeah thank you <laughs>